0: Welcome to Asian Book Club, where we highlight Asian and Asian-American authors. We are your hosts,
1: Jamei and Sabongin. And I'm
0: Stephen Park. And we bring you our next episode Mm -hmm. where we find out that there's a hustler in the streets. And so I was wondering, Jamei, if Mm -hmm. you were in this situation and you were in Soonja's shoes, what would be your hustle?
1: I mean, I would try to figure out how to cook. I would do street food.
0: Mm. because
1: like frying is easy and everyone loves fried foods and everyone needs to eat so why not street food
0: all right so what is the street food you
1: would do i'm thinking of like pancakes like either Pajon or i don't know if they made okonomiyaki mm. in this particular part of japan mm-hmm. but Like pancake food.
0: Okay, so not even deep frying then?
1: No, absolutely not. Like pan frying? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Okay.
0: (laughs) I feel like if I was in her shoes, I would want to be like a seamstress. Mm. Like I want to learn how to sew and like make all the clothes, Mm. feel like nobody goes nude. So that thing is always going to be in business. <laughs>
1: For sure.
0: And I feel like if you're the best one in town, people will come up to you. And you mm-hmm. get all the rich people. So you get all the rich people gossip.
1: Would rich people go to your home considering where Sanja and Isak live?
0: True. I mean, hopefully if I'm good enough, I have my own business. Mm-hmm. And I'm truly doing the hustle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll wear more Japanese clothes. I'll, I'll seem I'll sew myself more japanese looking clothes mm-hmm. so that i can fit in better
1: totally totally like would you wear city clothes or more traditional clothes
0: i would wear whatever clothes makes me more money
1: mm. well what would you start with considering you just if you were Sanja, you just moved to japan or to Osaka?
0: i think the first investment would have to be like nice clothes right like a lot of people tend to judge a business based off of the looks of it. Mm-hmm. So then, if you look nice, people are going to want to come and see your tailoring.
1: Right, but traditional versus city clothes—they—they, they both can be nice. Mm. What are you? What are you gravitating towards?
0: Oh, like traditional versus modern clothes. Right, right, right. Oh, I don't know. I probably go modern. I like for sure. clothes. For
1: sure. And I'm thinking that traditional wear might be like very specific.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go on to our recommendation for the week.
1: Alright, for our recommendation for the week, I'm recommending the work of Yumi Sakugawa. She is an artist, an author, and an illustrator. What I appreciate about her work is that she creates spaces for creativity and humanity in ways that are grounded in reality. Some of her work includes books like Your Illustrated Guide to Becoming One with the Universe, The Little Book of Life Hacks, and by the time this episode comes out, their newest work, There is No Right Way to Meditate, all really well illustrated books. Um, She also hosts webinars such as one that i personally attended which is called your creative energy is an erotic spell how to harness pleasure power and ritual and manifesting your ideas into reality i appreciate how she builds community within these webinars but also builds community within her instagram page which you can find at yumi Sakagawa, y-u-m-i-s-a-k-u-g-a-w-a and also her work can be found on her website at yumisakugawa.com. both of these links will be in the description
0: yep and that's our recommendation for the week all right we're into our second read of pachinko mm-hmm. by Min Jin lee mm-hmm. so Jame, do you want to recap on what happened last time
1: yes so last time we started reading pachinko we were introduced to sunja and her family Huni, her father, who was disabled but was kind-hearted and had a really good reputation in her community, who unfortunately passed away, and her mother Youngjin, who she works with to continue hosting people in their boarding house, and we were also introduced to Hansu, who was this player player. Mm-hmm. Definitely not great moves and grooming Sunja with his twice her age daddy mentality and impregnates her. Mm -hmm. Sunja gets mad at him and she's like, I don't want to be your mistress. And finds a husband in Isak who is a pastor, a sickly pastor, Mm -hmm. who is traveling through town and gets sick, gets... Nursed back to life by Youngjin and Mm Sunja, and feels that it is his obligation to marry Sunja so that she has a better life, so that her child will have a name, a family name attached to theirs, and they go off to Osaka.
0: Mm -hmm. The last they left off, they were leaving Korea, they were leaving Busan, Mm -hmm. and Youngjin was saying bye to both Isak and Sunja. Yes. Now, where we start off on chapter 12 of book one mm-hmm. is exactly that. So now we are on the other side of the sea. Mm-hmm. I think it's a sea. Is it a sea?
1: Well, it's got to be a sea. They on, they board a ferry.
0: Yeah. We're on the other side of a body of water. And here we find Yosep waiting for Isak and Simjin to come.
1: And who's Yosep?
0: So Yosep is Isak's brother, who is the whole reason why Isak went on this journey yeah. to get all the way to Osaka.
1: Mm-hmm. Upon Isak and Sunja's arrival, we noticed that there's a lot of culture shock. Although Korea is being colonized by Japan and there are a lot of Japanese people in Korea, it's totally different being away from their homeland. Mm -hmm. And what are some things that showed us the culture shock with Isak and Sunja's arrival, specifically for, I think, for Sunja?
0: Right. I mean, the first is where they move into. So, mm-hmm. Isak and Sunja, their immediate plan is to live with Yosep and Kyunghee, yes, who's Yosef's wife. And Isak's plan is to make enough money so that they could eventually move out. Now, the yeah. culture shock comes in the fact that when they move into the place, which is Ikaino, mm-hmm. they find like out the specific village. Right. Mm-hmm. They find out how miserably Koreans are are living in Japan.
1: Right, like even though Yosep and Kyunghee are technically living comfortably quote-unquote in this village, comfortably doesn't really look comfortable.
0: Right. To quote the paragraph where I think Min Jin Lee does such a great job of painting this picture,
1: Yeah.
0: she talks about it this way. Ekaino was a misbegotten village of sorts, comprised of mismatched shabby houses, The shacks were uniform in their poorly built manner and flimsy materials. Mm -hmm. Here and there, a stoop had been washed or a pair of windows polished, but the majority of the facades were in disrepair. Mm -hmm. Matted newspapers and tar paper covered the windows from inside, and wooden shims were used to seal up the cracks. Mm -hmm. The metal used on the roof were often rusted through. The houses appeared to have been put up by the residents themselves using cheap or found materials, Mm -hmm. not much sturdier than huts or tents. And then she kind of goes into it a little bit further, but... Mm -hmm at the end she writes about a small boy defecating by a stoop near Mm. Yosef's house so I think another way to even look at it is kind of like the Korean ghettos in Japan
1: hmm I mean, when I read this portion, it reminds me of some parts of Philippines now Mm. in that there are places where there are squatters and there are places where people just build makeshift homes because their land was taken from them Mm -hmm. or their family no longer is alive to help them. So definitely not a great neighborhood, but it is people making do with what they've got. Right. I think another thing is not only is this neighborhood looking not great that another part of the culture shock is that yosep warns both isak and Sanja not to interact with the neighbors even though they are korean don't interact with anyone because if you do they're gonna come running to us they're gonna want money they're gonna want food right and they're gonna want help Again, this reminds me of the Philippines where my parents would tell me, don't help anybody. Even if they ask for a little bit of money, if you give one person money, everyone else is going to come running to you.
0: Right. And on the other side of it, I think the reason why Yosef has to tell Isak this is one is Isak's a very trusting person. Right. But two is that I know from my perspective of things and seeing what my parents did coming to America as immigrants, Mm -hmm. they always trusted Korean people. So Mm -hmm. if they needed their cars fixed, if they need a new roof or whatever it is, like the first call that they would make is to the Korean company. Mm -hmm. And it always is seemingly the thought that Koreans would always help each other. Right. But even from what's happened in our lives, we've been duped and Mm scammed by Koreans too. So I think... Joseph has lived in this world long enough and desperation sometimes overcomes the nature of helpfulness yeah. and so i think that's what's overtaking the nature of korean pride mm. and that shared collectiveness Got through you. race and culture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about Isak and his trusting nature, we also find that we also found that Esau arrived here not even thinking about wages right. when he was going into work right. and this is another part of the culture shock because the head pastor who is his boss was kind of surprised that Esau didn't ask about wages right. and then now I think Esok's frame of mind shifted because he realized where his brother and his sister-in-law are living. Realizing that only his brother is making money. Right. So now he has to figure out, well, what is he going to do?
0: Right. So let's back it up a little bit. So what happens is Isak has had this plan to come join up with Joseph. Mm -hmm. But his plan was to start at this church where he meets Pastor Yu and Mm -hmm. his...
1: Assistant Pastor Howe. Right. Or who? Sorry. Pastor Hu. Who?
0: So that's when we find out that he hasn't really thought about money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pastor Yu has even mentioned that he has heard stories of Isak and how much money his family has. So the thought was that he could help the church by bringing Isak in because he probably won't have to worry about money, which is absolutely not the case, which is what Isak finds out when he moves into Akaino.
1: Right. And not only does he not have family support, essentially, Yosep is the one supporting his family back home.
0: Right. And not only his family, but, but also Kyunghee's family.
1: Yeah. Right. So, so much money going out, not enough coming in. Right. Another thing I don't think is particularly culture shock because they also come from a patriarchal society, but I think, at least from my the way I read it, it seems as though the patriarchy is strong in this Mm -hmm. in this country
0: oh yeah and i don't think it's just this country i think at least what i know of a lot of southeast asian cultures or south asian cultures patriarchy not only was but still reigns pretty strong within like the nature of the household
1: absolutely and it's the same in the us
0: right
1: and i think for those of us who are first gen children of immigrants we are in this double patriarchy but that's for another episode that's for a different conversation in the book what are some of the things that stood out to you in terms of how misogynistic and patriarchal the community is
0: so i mean one of the first things is just talking about as Sunja enters this society Mm -hmm. she only knows isak Joseph and Kyunghee. Okay, right. Kyunghee super excited because she hasn't had any other females to talk to. Yep. And so she's seeing Sunja as this sister that she can start to embrace, mm-hmm. and also having this child that Kyunghee is unable to have with Joseph. Right. So they start going into more things together. They start mm-hmm. going shopping together, mm-hmm. and in these experiences, we find out that. Kyong-hee has been wanting to start this kimchi business to yeah. make money for the household.
1: Yeah, she says she wants to be the kimchi ajumma. Right,
0: and she wants to send money back to her home, like to yeah, her parents and things yeah. like that. But the limiting factor is Yosep.
1: Right, Yosep says that she can't work, especially not working outside because, and this drives me nuts, is because he wants her to, quote unquote, stay pretty. Right, right. I think she'll still be pretty regardless of where she's working. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And I think the next big one is the thing we find out pretty immediately after that, Mm -hmm. which is this knock on the door that we get
1: Mm -hmm. while Mm
0: Kyunghee and Soonja are at home. but Everyone else is out.
1: Right. Everyone else is working. Yosep and Isak are at their respective workplaces.
0: Right. And who are these people?
1: These are the the money lenders, Mm -hmm. or at least the loan sharks who Mm -hmm. are who are trying to collect for the lender.
0: Mm-hmm. That Kyunghee and Sinja knew about, right? No. Right.
1: Only this was Yosep. Yosep's secret. Yosep is the one who made this deal. And talking about Koreans trusting other Koreans, Yosep borrowed money from this really, I guess, well-to-do Korean?
0: I, I don't know if he's well-to-do or not, but he's definitely just like a loan shark. So, like, this is his business is Mm. to to lend money and And then then collect collect interest. interest.
1: Right. And so because Sunja, I think this is where Sunja really shines in that when these loan sharks come to collect, she's the one who quickly thinks on her feet. She's the one who said how much is the total amount? She's like grilling these loan sharks, like how much do we need? know what is the total amount and she's even the one who's like come back later i'll get the money and what she does next is what shows like her true character like even though she is carrying hansu's child even though she really had feelings for hansu the Mm -hmm. fact that she used the pocket watch that he gave her and pawned it off in order to pay this debt shows that she truly wants to move on and she truly wants to help this household
0: for me i saw it a little bit differently Mm. so this is where the ghost of huni comes back in Mm. and the presence of her mother still is there so absolutely one of the things that sunja talks about is that she remembers her father talking about loan sharks and people like this and how much interest can truly
1: debilitate people. Right.
0: So with these debt collectors coming in, mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things she thinks of is not only is it just about paying back the loans, which Kyunghee doesn't even like fully understand, right. but soon just like this money's going to keep getting bigger. Like, right. how did he even get to it? Like 217 or 220 mm-hmm. yeah. um, yen. Right. Like, how did it get there in the first place? And it's because it of started out like 130 and like now we're here. Yeah. So I think... The watch bit is a part of maybe moving on from Hansu, but it's much more of a fact of her just knowing that she needs to get things done to Absolutely. make sure that the household can stay intact.
1: Absolutely. She was such a boss. Yeah. She like commanded the situation. She's like, no, you are not going to tell me that it's only this much. You're not going to tell me mm. that I'm gonna. I'm.
0: So you're talking about when she goes to the pawn shop.
1: No, like even to the loan sharks, like the loan sharks were like, oh, it's only this much. And she asked for the total. She's like, what's the total? Don't tell me the interest. Don't tell me just this little amount that that needs you need to paid be monthly. paid now yeah. tell me what's the total
0: right and, and then when she does go to the pawn shop yes, that's pretty much what she does too
1: absolutely she's like i know this is worth a lot and i'm not going to budge even right. though the broker was lowballing her mm-hmm. she was like i'm not gonna waste your time i'm gonna leave and she wasn't acting she was like i truly am just not going to continue dealing with you if you're not gonna pay what it's worth
0: Mm -hmm. which talks a lot about sunja's actual character yeah which is weird because she grows up in such a small town and if we look at the first read of where how sunja grew up Mm -hmm. this is not the character that i thought would have come out of this like Mm. she seemed very meek she seemed in the shadow of her mother Mm. it didn't seem like this person who honestly quite ready to step out independently into the world Mm -hmm. as soon as she's gone to Osaka she's pretty much led the household with Mm. making sure that they're not in debt right and then making sure that they're going to be somewhat protected I guess
1: yeah Yeah. totally and the idea that I'm coming from when I'm saying that she's trying to separate herself from Hansu is, like, she has other jewelry that she could have sold, but she chose to sell this one first. Mm. And when I first read the first few chapters, I thought that she wasn't going to get rid of it. I thought she was going to hold on to it, mm-hmm. that it was going to be the last thing she sold.
0: Yeah, but the same. fact
1: that it was the first thing she sold, I'm like, girl, you are a boss. You are totally embracing your life with your current family rather than thinking about the what ifs. Mm. And I agree. I thought she was going to be meek throughout. I thought she was going to take the back seat, But I think the fact that Kyunghee showed nervousness and the only other person she could rely on was herself and remembering how her father and how her mother reacted Mm -hmm. to situations Mm -hmm. i think her parents had such a level-headedness to a lot of things and like a way of specifically with huni he had a way of speaking to other people and that sunja was always with huni it was bound to happen that she was going to take charge maybe not in a very powerful way but in a way that shows that she's not to be trifled with.
0: I think that's even where, looking back at Sunja's development and how they raised her, Mm -hmm. it was the fact that Huni never talked to her like, she was lesser than right like he talked to her as someone that he knew had to be a part of society Mm -hmm. then when huni passed away soon saw her mother take up this business which is not what a lot of women did right and then was able to run it and be successful with it so i think the first few chapters set it up so that we saw the background of what Sunja saw growing up and seeing the role models that were placed upon her, Yeah. which now moving to Japan gives her the space to start growing and being independent and showing what she can do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which, unfortunately, is undermined by Yosef after she pays the debt. And not only does she have the foresight to not just give the money to the debt collectors, right. that she's like, no, take me to the person who's going to notarize and say that the, the debt is clear. Right. So we don't have to just trust your word. Right. So even after she's gone through this whole ordeal, right. when Yosef comes home, And on page 140 of the physical paperback, this is what he says about them. Yosef says, Stupid women, every time I walk down the street, how am I supposed to face these men again? Knowing that some foolish woman paid my debt, my nuts are shriveling. I'm like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. the ego is fragile.
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair within the society of what joseph grew up in it definitely makes sense with how he feels yeah um doesn't make it right but no i think this characterization shows more the men in this period of time rather than who joseph is i think joseph mm. is kind of like this character of what most Koreans are kind of thinking and utilizing, because he even talks a lot about just surviving and survival mm, and we'll totally. kind of talk about it as we look into the read going even into book two, but mm-hmm. Yosef's main thoughts are, how do I survive? How do I get by? Totally. Which is not the same thoughts as I think any of the other characters that we're currently reading.
1: Totally. So Yosef is being molded by the society he's in. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. So besides the culture shock and besides the patriarchy there is one other thing that happens in these last few chapters
0: yeah what i wrote is let me shuffle <laughs> through my notes here
1: and for those of you who are following along in the book it's at the end of chapter 13
0: yes so this is verbatim of what i wrote mhm isak and sinja do it <laughs>
1: So, while I was reading this part of the chapter, I was reading it through audiobook while I was driving. <laughs> and when I got to this part, I I literally almost swerved. Oh no. And thankfully, I was near a parking area so I was able to park But I was blushing while parking. Wow. Because, like, I don't know. I couldn't stop the book. I was like, I'm just going to keep listening.
0: So this is the same guy that last time, Mm -hmm. if we could go back. Yeah. You weren't really very fond of Isak's character.
1: Well, I wasn't fond of his character because he didn't just own up to wanting to marry this person because it was something he wanted instead of... Placing all of the reasoning on God.
0: But I still feel like this wasn't what Isak was expecting when he agreed to marry Sunja. For sure. Like, it's even in the description of how he came to want to start that touch. Right. It didn't seem like it was the thought process of... Oh, I knew I was going to do this, or I've been mm-hmm. waiting to do this with her. It, it seemed very natural and a progression. It's like, oh, we're already married, yeah. and I guess this is what we do. And so then it progressed to what it became, mm-hmm. but it didn't seem like he was some creepy person just like waiting and ready to pounce upon mm-hmm.
1: it. For sure, for sure. And like when Sunja, in the same chapter, in the same scene, when it went into sunja's perspective i think it was so necessary and also mm-hmm. so endearing that she compares hansu's fervor mm-hmm. versus isak's gentleness
0: mm-hmm. yeah i like isak
1: i do i i mean i I appreciate isak now right
0: okay and then because of this uh i was gonna say fornication <laughs> but a better word is Uh, love
1: making (laughs) sure
0: so because of this encounter we get to most of what happens in the first book Mm -hmm. except there's one other major thing that happens before we end book Book one of three Mm -hmm. of pachinko
1: yes and that is that sunja gives birth
0: yep and so like we talked about a second ago yosep is angry at the ladies for going and getting the money to pay off his loan debt
1: right so not only getting the money but also paying off the loan so it's like a double whammy for him
0: and what you didn't see was a giant eye roll as i said that
1: yes (laughs) but
0: um so he was angry he stormed off but as he was gone and away Mm -hmm. this is where maybe the stress had something to do with it
1: i think so yeah
0: but this is where sunja goes into labor so her water breaks. And she gives birth to this child. Mm -hmm. Now, because of this incident, I think this leads Yosef to want to make up and become family again. I I do think this occurrence does drive the forgiveness Mm. that Yosef gives to them, which is kind of silly. but
1: Kind of begrudgingly gives to them. And I feel like this forgiveness is a small forgiveness. I don't
0: know. I think it was genuine. And I think Mm. the thing that put a stamp on it was Mm. the fact that... Isaac told Yosef that he wanted Yosef to name the child.
1: Mm.
0: Now, do you remember the name that Yosef gave to the child?
1: Yes, he gave the child the name Noah.
0: Right, and so Yosef's explanation for giving the name Noah was... One is that it's biblical, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: seems to be Isaac and Yosef. But the other reason is, and these are quotes, because he obeyed and did what the Lord asked. Mm. Noah, because he believed when it was impossible to do so. Mm. When I read this line, I could feel the weight of the words that came through with Mm -hmm. this name. I think Noah is gonna have such a big role in this. And I think these two things is that he obeyed and that he believed when it's impossible to Mm -hmm. do so are Mm -hmm. gonna be a major theme throughout the rest of this book.
1: Totally. So that brings us to book two. Right. And in book two, it fast forward a few years. Right. In that, the opening scene, we find out that Isak got arrested. Right. Because of his co-worker, who is the assistant pastor, Pastor Hu. Who? Hu, who? Hu? His name is Hu. <laughs> yes. During the obligatory bowing to the Shinto shrine. Right. Apparently, this pastor was murmuring the Lord's prayer under his breath, which right. is not allowed. Right. And because he was fervent in being of the Lord, he said, I am going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go through the fire. For those of you who are not familiar with this story, essentially, these three go into a furnace because they want to serve the Lord.
0: Right. So the characters who have now been arrested mm-hmm. are Isak, who, and, and... You. Me?
1: No, his name is Yu.
0: Oh, yes. So Pastor Yu, Hu, and Isak. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that happens mm-hmm. is that as Yosep is going to see Isak in prison,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he passes by Noah, mm-hmm. who's now about six... Six
1: years old, yeah.
0: And then Noah's holding something.
1: Yeah, his little brother. Yeah. Mozasu.
0: Yeah. So, it, we've now been introduced to this second brother mm-hmm. who just appeared. <laughs> I'm assuming is, I, I think it's Isak and Sunja's baby. I don't think there's any questions on that, right?
1: There is no question because we are later told how they've tried many times and she's lost pregnancies. Right. Oh, right. And then then mozasu happened right
0: which is that a biblical
1: name yes moses
0: oh is that how korean say it
1: i don't know but that's what i was thinking because i'm pretty sure isak is isaac yeah. isaac Isaac. Joseph is joseph, joseph. noah is noah yeah. and mozasu sounds like moses
0: or is it like because you know there's like that accent that people do with like koreans and they're like Oh, so. It's like is it like Moses
1: Maybe. But I'm I'm just pronouncing it the way it's said in the audio button. I
0: know. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So Mosasu.
1: Also, it could be the fact that they made it more Japanese.
0: Oh right. Because they
1: are in in a kaino and like it's explained to us, all of them have Japanese names right. for on their papers because so, they had to do that right and maybe they like skipped ahead and were like let's just name him uh-huh. with the Japanese characters right that makes sense yeah
0: okay so Isak's in prison mm. and that starts to have Sunja thinking because mm-hmm. she is very much accepted into this family of Yosep and Kyung-hee. right but she doesn't know how that stays if Isak passes away. Right. Because of that, mm-hmm. Sunja is starting to become more independent.
1: or she's now feeling more bold in trying to find work. Right. Because she's thinking, if I can't rely on Yosep to take care of me if Isak passes away, I need to have money of my own. Right.
0: And mm-hmm. so Sunja starts a business. hmm it's the kimchi peddling business mm-hmm. that is Kyunghee's idea, right? But I think they're starting to work hand in hand because right. Kyunghee's helping out with the business. Yeah, she's still staying within the boundaries that are created by Yosef.
1: Right, she's still staying at home, but she is the one helping with the kimchi. Right,
0: and the thing is. Yosef can't say anything because they're in such a hard spot without right, Isak's money. Exactly. He's working two and a half jobs. And they later explain it as the fact that he can't even make half the money that another Japanese warehouse manager person... I forget the actual title that they mm-hmm. said. But he's just not making the money that he needs to. Right, And so there's nothing that he can say to stop Sunja from making money to actually help out with the household.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this first venture... When she's selling at the market at the train station, Minjin Lee makes the point that not everyone who's Korean is going to be welcoming because mm-hmm. Sunja tries to park her cart next to people with open spots. And these mm-hmm. people are like those who are selling tanjang or those who are selling food. And she thinks that, oh, it's going to be a nice match because food with food mm-hmm. and they're all within the same palette mm-hmm. but with each person she goes to they get meaner and meaner until she's at the farthest reaches of the market and ends up having to park her cart next to a couple of butchers
0: right who are japanese yeah but they ended up being
1: really way nice more to accepting her. yeah
0: and they even bought her kimchi they mm-hmm. ate it said it was really good
1: Yeah.
0: but the thing is her business didn't start out booming no she was able to raise her voice but then she had to divert her eyes because she could like she just didn't have any confidence
1: right but
0: once that japanese butcher bought the kimchi and told her it was good Mm -hmm. that's what kind of switched it around and i think she said something like i'm not going back home until i empty out everything that i have
1: exactly exactly
0: right so then we see her business start to blossom and, and bloom. Pick up. Yeah. Right. So she's able to sell way more kimchi, but mm-hmm. obviously it takes time to make it. Yeah. The other thing she runs into is a problem of finding the cabbage to make kimchi. Yeah,
1: because it becomes so expensive and it's like hard to find. Right.
0: So then she gets a second cart where she makes candies and other things mm-hmm. like that when she doesn't have kimchi. Right. Then comes along a new character, which is Kim Chang Ho. Mm hmm. And this is a guy who's very persistent.
1: Yes. He approaches her and asks her, when are you making your kimchi? I tried it before and it's really good.
0: Well, I don't think he did say he tried it before.
1: Someone tried it.
0: Yeah, he's never tried the kimchi before, which is a crazy Mm -hmm. thing. And we come to that later on in the story. Mm -hmm. He just says, I need your kimchi when is it ready right tell me when you have your kimchi and just like ask like multiple times
1: right and then she asks, how much do you want and right. he's like the whole batch yeah
0: and then the reason is
1: because he wants to sell it at his yakiniku restaurant
0: right so he offers sunja this business proposal of mm-hmm. bring me all the kimchi that you have and i'll buy it all out yes and so once that kimchi is ready that next batch that She was gonna. I think she was gonna sell it over three weeks or something. It was gonna be a long period of time. Right, right. right. She goes to the restaurant, bring making sure to bring Kyunghee with her, Mm -hmm. and Mozasu comes too. Yeah, chilling on the, on the chest.
1: Yes, with the little wrap.
0: Yes. (laughs) So they go to the restaurant, and this is another part where Kyunghee is very sure that she's not disobeying Mm Yoseb, and she's like, "I need to stay outside so I can say that I didn't go in." Right. But. This makes it for Sunja to have to go into the restaurant mm-hmm. by herself, mm-hmm. which is her first level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Then she goes in there, tries to find ho, who's mm-hmm. not there, and like so, she goes through several layers of yeah. discomfort until she finally gets to see ho, who offers her this position at her restaurant to make kimchi.
1: Yes, full time.
0: Full time. Yes. He does say that Kyunghee also needs to come along with her.
1: Right, because it's such a big task to right. take on. There's so much kimchi that he wants to sell with right. his food that Sunja by herself couldn't do it.
0: And he also owns, like, two other restaurants right. on top of the one that he has. Exactly.
1: And so he's not just selling for this restaurant. It's for all the restaurants. Right.
0: And so he offers her everything that she needs. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I need to figure out what to do with my baby. She's like, just
1: bring the, bring the child. here. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the other kid, if he's out, just bring him here too. Right. And he also offers her wages that are pretty much double what Yosep is making through his two and a half jobs. So she is now going to be able to bring in the money that's Mm -hmm. necessary, especially with Isaac gone, but just way more money than they've had before. Right. Everything is looking pretty good Mm -hmm. um, until we get to the next chapter
1: yeah it
0: seems all honky dory
1: or at least as honky dory as it can be
0: and then we step into the eyes of
1: noah Noah. so noah one day returns home he's looking for his snack because mama made a snack for him Mm -hmm. always ready for him after school Mm -hmm. and he finds someone Mm -hmm. At the doorway. And when he's describing this person, even though this person looks really gaunt, really gray hair, long hair, beard, Mm -hmm. doesn't smell good. Mm -hmm. Even when he's describing Mm -hmm. the way the person looks, I already knew that it had to be Esau. Yes,
0: I know. I, I knew it couldn't be anyone else. Right. And it was wild to think that Noah, who really hadn't known his father for very long but no one knew like from his heart that this was actually his dad it wasn't like oh you're a creepy stranger trying to like convince me or something like he knew that it was his dad
1: right and before this we know that noah was saying to himself that he doesn't even remember what his dad looks like but in this instance through noah's eyes He says that he remembers the way his voice sounds. And the voice sounds like his father. Right.
0: I think the other things that are important to recognize about Esau's appearance is that Pastor Yu and Hu have both passed away in jail. And the other thing they mention is that most prisoners get sent home to pass away because they don't want them to pass away in jail. So it's not like he showed up because all of a sudden things were humane. It was likely, and from the telling of it, Maybe because Isak is on his deathbed. Right. Which he's been there before.
1: Right. But also, this is way worse. True. His his face is scaly. And we already know that Isak is a sickly person. Right. His face is scaly. There's a sour smell. And he's lying on the floor. He can't even get up.
0: Right. So, in the last chapter that we've read, Mm -hmm. Isak is being tended to by... Sunja who comes home. Yeah. Um, one of the other sweet moments is that Yosef comes back, and you know he, Yosef also goes through his debate of
1: should he leave work, right? And this is
0: once again where we see Yosef's character mm. and the characterization of. I think the Korean community in this very specific role of I can't leave my work. I know I'm going to get fired and we need this money. So even with his brother on his deathbed, he tells uh, Noah Noah. to go back home because he needs to finish work. And I think we should spend a little bit more time diving into it. But Mm -hmm. there's this very sweet moment where Yosef comes back and they need to shave Esau's beard because he has lice in it. And Noah's the one person that can do this. And so I think that gave... Yosef the sense of belonging and being in the care of Esau, and I thought that was very sweet to include in this story
1: and the care of Esau.
0: yeah like the care that they're Caring giving to Esau. yeah okay,
1: yeah totally totally yeah. yeah and although Noah was initially shocked mm-hmm. by the appearance of his father after that he was so level-headed yes. which I think is so different for such a young child and i right. mean it could be the time it could be the place it could be the context of it right. all but also just knowing how sweet of a child he was and how he now is this very calm and tranquil little boy
0: right so let's talk about noah because yeah. he's almost absolutely i can guarantee you that noah's going to be a giant character in the
1: story yeah definitely um
0: one is that we know that he's not Esau's child Right. But all the treatment, if we didn't know the story beforehand, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be the assumption that I make based off yeah, the family that I see. Absolutely. The other things that we know is that at school he's getting bullied constantly. Yeah. And so while his mom, Sunja, is starting this kimchi business, mm-hmm. he smells like kimchi. And so all the kids are making fun of him, right. just calling him like garlicky and things yeah. like that he's able to shrug it off somewhat he seems very independent he like he seems like a very strong person for the as young of a child as he is he's a model student at the top of his class Mm -hmm. Um, he seems like a very good brother but the thing that kind of got to me a little bit is there's so much internalization of all the things that he's seeing right which is why i think he's maturing the way that he is. hmm
1: right. His thought processes are beyond his years. Right, absolutely. Right, and he, like one of the thoughts that he has and that he knows he cannot share is that he wishes he were Japanese so that he couldn't be bullied.
0: Right, and like even to the point where one of his teachers says to him that he needs to teach other fellow Koreans to be quote-unquote good children of the benevolent emperor. Yeah. And he's, I think he even has his moment where he's like, us, like Koreans, like he, his thoughts are very much surpassing his age. Right. Right. Definitely. There's also a moment where it was one of the last things that happened in the chapters that we read, Mm -hmm. but Esau talks to Noah and this is when noah says that he doesn't want to go to school because he wants to be with his father right because he
1: knows that things are bad right
0: and they even mentioned like no one never misses school like he goes to school every single time Mm -hmm. but Esau turns to Noah and says quote unquote you are brave noah much more braver than me Mm. living every day in the presence of those who refuse to acknowledge your humanity takes greater courage I mean, there's no way that this is the first time Noah's been taught things like this.
1: Yeah.
0: Just like we saw Sunja being the character that she is to start to lead this household.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Noah is now a product of Sunja, right. who's a product of, of Huni, Huni yes. and Yang Jin, who's a product of the parents of Huni. So, yes. I mean, we are... Maybe a little bit over a third of the book through, but mm-hmm. we have now seen this lineage of where mm-hmm. Noah, this character that we didn't even know about right. coming into this story, like we now see where this character has come from and how this strength is built. Right. Clearly there's much more to be done. And yes. Noah, I'm sure, is going to go through more struggles. Right. But it's so beautiful and sweet to see this kid that is mm-hmm. present in front of us.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Which makes me a little afraid for him. Yes. Knowing what Sunja's gone through. Yes. And now what Noah is witnessing in front of him already. Right. I'm a little afraid, but also very proud of what Sunja and Isak were able to build in order to give this foundation for Noah.
0: Right. On the other side of things, so Yosef, Mm -hmm. a character that we've talked about quite often. Mm Mm-hmm what have you thought of his character and his character development so far
1: so like we talked about already i think his character is very fluid and is built by his surroundings Mm -hmm. like he's not sure of himself outside Mm -hmm. of his faith Mm -hmm. and beyond his faith he is just Pleasing either his Koreanness or trying to please those who are watching him, which are the Japanese people or his Japanese boss and the Japanese society as a whole.
0: Right. So, I think of him as subservient, Mm -hmm. a citizen, Mm -hmm. a follower. Yeah. And maybe, to put it harshly, a coward.
1: Yeah, I. I don't disagree.
0: I do think it's important to note that it doesn't ever make Yosef a bad person. And this no. is why I say it's a characterization of what the society is. Right. But he's a great husband because, yeah. as much as the boundaries that he sets, mm-hmm. when Kyung talks about him, she constantly mentions that he is the person that she wants to be with. He's right. very loving. She mm-hmm. would never want to be with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And, like, from the little journeys and things that Kyung goes on, like she's described as hot. Like
1: in very plain <laughs> yeah. words,
0: they're like, "This lady is hot." Right. Like she makes Sunja look not good. And no, like,
1: damn it. She makes Sunja disappear. Not that she doesn't look good, but nobody sees her anymore. Yeah,
0: I mean, and Sunja was like, I mean, Hansu saw Sunja
1: and was like, thought that she was really pretty, Right. and Isak thought the same thing too. Right.
0: So for Kyunghee to do this, and then mm-hmm. we saw that one scene in the butcher. Where, butcher shop. Yeah, where Kyunghee, like, draws the eyes of the other men that are there, yeah. and she, like,
1: I don't know, it was probably more
0: the conversation, but she, like, woos the butcher into giving her free meat and stuff like that.
1: But she didn't mean to. She was she was trying to reject yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's what I mean, like, even to the point where she was like, no, like, I don't mm-hmm. need, like, free stuff. But, okay, so, <laughs> Kyunghee's hot. And then, <laughs> like, for her to understand and to fully think of Yosef as this person who is Taking care of her mm-hmm. and like giving to her. Like, Yosef also is taking care of his parents. He also took on the debt that we had to pay the loan collectors. Right. He took on that debt to bring Isaac to Sunja. him, right. which he does mention is a little bit selfish because he wanted that contact with right. his brother. Right, right, right. But I'm sure he's an amazing person. And if you see him from the outside, he's very, very amazing and sweet. Patriarchal, yes, mm-hmm. but very, very loving and sweet. But it's that cowardice. It's the feeling that he needs to be a soldier in this mm-hmm. general army of life. Mm-hmm. There's even a point... Because we know that their oldest brother also passed away from the movement that they were on, right? right? right, right so right. there's a point where he mentions... And this is a quote from Yosef, which mm-hmm. says... He didn't see any point of anyone dying for his country or for some greater ideal. He understood survival and family. Mm-hmm. And I think that describes him so perfectly Yeah, of who he is and what his ideals are going to be and I think somewhat fluid but I think that's going to stay consistent.
1: Totally. He's like
0: if I can support my family and we're staying alive then that's all that matters. Right. Whereas we look at Sunja, even Isak like Isak's Mm -hmm. whole thing and one of the things that drew me to him as the husband of Sunja immediately Mm -hmm. is that Yosef's first story of isak in our book is that he would starve so that he could feed the other uh staff and Mm -hmm. well the staff around his house right like right right, right, right. so he is this very giving and loving person so when we look at isak his whole goal is to give and love like to the point where he's going to move to an entire country without knowing what his wages are going to be very idealistic to a fault
1: yeah
0: but very giving we look at sunja and we see this heart of wanting and making sure that not only survive, but thrive.
1: Right, and care. Right. Mm -hmm. And even
0: Kyunghee has these big dreams. Like, Mm -hmm. she's a very strong and powerful person. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, Yosep, who is supposed to be the head of his household, is, like, the one that's kind of, like, tapping it down. Mm -hmm. Which, who knows, is that bad or good? We're looking at this story that's fictional and uncertain. Right. But survival isn't a bad thing, and family isn't a bad thing.
1: Totally, totally. So,
0: it's, it's kind of this counter of what's good or what's bad i don't know
1: i don't think it's either good or bad i just think that it depends on whose good is it who is benefiting from it
0: right one of the other things i did want to mention Mm -hmm. is that i've been having a hard time with writing notes with this book Mm. i think for the other books that we've done so far yeah i've been able to write notes as we go totally and i'm able to highlight these points and kind of move on and like so i'm finding a lot of things I'm having so much trouble doing that with this book and mm-hmm. it's because this book is so beautifully written Yes, everything has this like really beautiful flow so I'm like drawn into this story
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
0: like I, I don't feel like I can just pull off to the side of the road when things get heated right
1: exactly <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> wait
1: so that I didn't stop I couldn't I couldn't stop reading mm-hmm. I just had to pull over not that I, I my mind wasn't pulled over I had to physically pull over mm-hmm. or else I would run into things right
0: so <laughs> So, I don't know, I, I very much appreciate just the fluidity of the yeah. story. The other thing that I really like that I wanted to mention mm-hmm. is that none of the characters feel like they're dropped in like a Sims character. They're right. just, they appear. Right. When we see the restaurateur, mm-hmm. um, Kim Chang Ho, mm-hmm. he shows up ready to buy kimchi. So it's right. not, like he's like, hi, I'm this person. He's like, hey how much kimchi do you have and we're right. like who the heck is this yeah, person exactly. like kind of kimchi crack addict are you? <laughs> um and the other one is mozasu is yes. like it started off book two we've advanced six years or so mm-hmm. or however long it was mm-hmm. and then isak's like running and he's like going to find my brother because no one else is home
1: right and
0: then it's like oh noah's holding a brand new baby right um I think that's such a subtle detail
1: in Mm -hmm. the way
0: that the story carries on. Because, it, once again, it never pulls me out of the story. It's like, oh, there's a new character. Mozasu is probably going to have a bigger role in yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll split the seas or something. Or (laughs) carry the Korean Jews or something. Um, But I think it's written in such a beautiful way Mm -hmm. that it's hard for me to take away points and more just really want to read the story
1: right right right. it's also so much context and so many Mm -hmm. layers added into the story Mm -hmm. that you're right i can't just stop in the middle and re-refigure out what happened i have to like read it all the way through Mm -hmm. and then maybe have something to write Mm
0: -hmm. yeah okay so, we are kind of in the start of book number two. Yes. There's a lot of stuff that's happened, but also not that much stuff that's happened.
1: Right, in this particular part of the story.
0: Well, just kind of in general. Like, we've seen people grow up, we've seen them start to move into different positions. Like, mm-hmm. Soonja now has his job, mm-hmm. Kyung now more out of the house, mm-hmm. we see Noah developing. Mm-hmm. But. I don't think there's any peak or climaxes quite yet in my mind.
1: Right, because we're just starting out in this book. Right, but
0: we're a third through.
1: We're a third through of Pachinko, but in yeah. book two... Oh, I see. We're in the first act of book two. Yes.
0: So, knowing that Isak is in this tough spot, uh-huh. what are you predicting for the next read?
1: Okay, so... <laughs> this is my idealism at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Isak's gonna pull through. I
0: think so too.
1: I'm like... If you and who died, but Isak is pulling through now, and he pulled through with tuberculosis with Sunja...
0: And the time before when he pulled through as a kid...
1: Right. I think he's got to... There's got to be a magic number three. So
0: maybe he is blessed.
1: Right, exactly. I think he's going to pull through, or at least I'm hoping he will...
0: Which does go into the story of if we look at the character of Esau in the Bible, Mm -hmm. Abraham was meant to kill Esau, right? But didn't right? I mean, it was divine intervention kind of things, but (laughs) Esau survived, right? So maybe that's his story. Because I also don't think that Esau's gonna die.
1: Totally, totally. I also think that Noah is going to keep internalizing, and Mm. I know he's a strong character, but. He can't keep internalizing without output. Mm. So I don't know if that's going to come out as him acting out Mm -hmm. or if that's going to come out as him running away because there is this little part in the story where he talks about wanting to go to the beach Mm -hmm. and not tell anybody. So I don't know what that output is going to look like, but I think he's going to do something that might seem out of character.
0: Mm -hmm. Does anything happen with Sunja? junky in the job. So let me put a caveat to that. Okay. So if we remember one of Yosef's things with being hesitant to let the women work there right is that he knows this place. Mm. This is the place that he went to when he needed to grab the loans. Mm. So this is where the loan collectors go. Like this is where bad people go to do business because the mm. prices are waged that way for right, the, for these restaurants. Right, 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 right. So for me what I was thinking is that is gonna come back and play somehow. Right. I don't know how, but this restaurant business, as wonderful as it is now, True, it I think there's a descent. There like, has to be a catch. Yeah, there's no way that things are this easy and just gonna be cruising by.
1: Right. And now that you say that, I think the fact that Kim Chung ho, because he's never tasted the kimchi and just brought sunja in, right. I think. Somebody else is pulling the strings. Mm.
0: I am also thinking that Noah, something happens. Like, Mm. once, I think I am such a pessimist Mm -hmm. that for me, I'm like, this world is going to burn down. Like, as soon as, like, everything started going well, I was like, what's going to go bad? Mm -hmm. And then Mm Isak's dying. I think things are going to keep, like, fluctuating between good and bad. Yeah. But I do think that Isak's going to pull through.
1: Totally. That
0: is the narrative of what his character is supposed to do. Totally. But at the same point, is if Isak pulls through...
1: A lot of bad things are going to happen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, for the next read, we're still in book two... And we're reading through chapters 6 through 16. And for those who are following on the hardcover, and I have realized this later because I'm following in the paperback. If you're following in the hardcover, the pages are 198 to 293. Mm. But for everyone, whatever medium you are using, it's from chapter 6 through 16 of book 2.
0: Right. And for anyone that wants to participate in the conversation or if you want to let us know your thoughts on this, how can they reach us?
1: You can reach us through email at AsianBookClubPod at gmail.com or you can interact in our posts or DM us while our DMs are still open on Instagram at AsianBookClubPod.
0: Yep. And you can also reach us at our website, which is AsianBookClubPod.com. We also have our bookstore in there where you can see what we're currently reading or other things that we have read or honestly plan to read. Yeah. But other than that, we'll continue with Pachinko. We have three more reads ahead before we finish the book. But until that, I don't know if I have time for an outro. I think we just have to book it. All right.
1: Bye. Bye.